We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday... Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain, for love. Collide, in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13, maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Um, and it's going to be one of those games, if you don't have them in your lineup, then you're not going to win anything. I mean, that's, I don't know how else to say it. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and J.D. Basso. Welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire.com. I'm joined by J.D. Bazo and Skylar Redpath. Guys, I actually don't think we've had all three of us on a podcast in quite a while. Am I wrong about that? Nope, it's, it's been a long time. Yeah. You know, the summer tournaments and uh, been going through a transition here too so yeah it's been some time but it feels good to be back yeah that's uh hopefully you can get some 
some good picks out of this out of this conversation. Uh, we've got a fairly full load this weekend. Uh, there was a match last night. Uh, that we're taping this on a Thursday, so last night we saw New York City FC post their uh, third consecutive shutout, which is just astonishing uh, when you think of how awful they were defensively earlier this year. But they've got a tough one on Sunday going at Sporting KC. We'll get to that in a minute. But let's jump into these Friday games. Uh, there are two games uh, Friday night. Uh, Orlando is hosting Houston, and San Jose hosts FC Dallas. I wanted to clear something first about um, Mauro Diaz before we go any further. Because a few weeks ago, I swore off of him forever. Uh, I believe I tweeted it, and JD immediately called me out. I said, I think I was off Mauro Diaz forever. And JD simply wrote back, no, you're not. And within five seconds, I was totally called out because I kept him on. But I wanted to clear the air on this Mauro Diaz perceived hate that I have. It's not that I don't think he's like a bad soccer player. He's obviously fantastic. But he's also made of paper mache. And so it's like it's very tough to rely on him playing uh, three games in a row because of how long we, you know, over the years we've seen that he just can't, he just doesn't seem to do it. Skylar, you told me he is definitely going to play tomorrow. Um, do you have some sort of inside information or you just really think he's okay to play? Yeah, just it's hard to imagine um, when he's in this kind of form for Dallas just to, to shut him down. I definitely uh, see your side of it. I mean, yeah, he's he's one of the many players in the league that seems like are uh, handled with, with caution, and it's very frustrating from a fantasy standpoint. But I don't know, it just feels like Dallas is on a roll right now, and I just think they'd be crazy to uh, to put a halt to that by – resting Diaz if he's if there's really no lingering uh issue at this point yeah your your first mistake is assuming that uh MLS teams think logically (laughs) and and also assuming that you know they care about this game this weekend so yeah we've talked before like 12 out of the 20 teams make the playoffs Dallas is sitting in a really good spot they're first in the conference so if Mauro Diaz like uh has a hangnail uh, maybe they just decide to sit him. You never know. But, I mean, if Mauro Diaz burns you in uh, the season-long fantasy game, like, once, he makes it up if you just keep holding on to him. Like, he had 16 points this weekend, and quite honestly, he could have had a goal and six assists on a different <laughs> day. Like, he set so many dudes up. He had a beautiful one-on-one chance with the keeper himself that he just kind of messed up. I mean, I, he honestly could have gotten the highest score ever in a one week of season-long MLS like he was so close to being a monster yeah Yeah. I did see two free kicks that he sent like perfect cross into the box that uh two different players headed over the the bar by like six inches and I think there's two more assists I think there was like another two or three through balls that people just flubbed or messed up and then he almost had a goal himself at least once Mm -hmm. so I mean, Mauro Diaz is like 1A in terms of best playmakers in MLS. 1A and Diego Valeri 1B. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, I, I have him in my FMLS team right now. And I will say that, uh, and you, there's another thing you called me out on. I'm very hesitant about playing visiting players at San Jose. I mean, they've been so much better. And they've been, like, excellent defensively at home. 
Uh, is there reason to think that Dallas can blow through that? Yeah, they're probably the best team in MLS right mm. now. I But I also told you while we were talking this week that uh, I vividly remember at least like two or three times that Dallas has recently gone to San Jose and really disappointed me. I so, think it happens to a lot of teams. It does. I... I'm hesitant to like make this the like the proverbial rule that we all stick to that San Jose is just great at home. Mm-hmm. I think it helps that they have to play good defense because their offense really doesn't do a whole lot for them. Uh, so you know they they can just play sound defense, hope that Wando squeezes out a goal for him somehow. Um, but I don't know. I thought San Jose. If not for Orlando City last week, who did play Dallas, I thought San Jose was the worst-looking team out of everybody. Yeah. I got to catch, you know, at least pieces of each match, and, I mean, they were at... San Jose was at Chicago, which should be not difficult. Um, (laughs) Chicago's home crowd is... It's tough to even call them a crowd. (laughs) Um, They're pretty depressing, and... San Jose, you know, being a Western Conference team, playing just a, the weakest of Eastern Conference teams, they should have at least got a point, and they looked awful, completely terrible. Mm-hmm. Skylar, do you have any hesitation on Dallas this week? Not a whole lot, especially because it's a two-game slate. Maybe if it was a f- if they're included in a full slate, then I'd be a little more cautious using their players, but. Um, if you're playing the Friday night two-game slate, then I think you've got to have some exposure to to Dallas. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it is. It's just – it's a fact. It's MLS. I mean, there are – seems like the home teams definitely got the, the upper hand. Uh, but in this in this case, and I'd, I'd still roll Dallas players out with confidence. Okay. What do you guys think of any of the San Jose options other than a possible Wando goal? Like, do you like MPG or – uh, Quintero's been playing a little more in the attack, you know, taking a, a few more shots than he usually does lately, uh, which we kind of saw in Copa America, actually. I mean, maybe it's kind of, he's just brought that back. Yeah, like MPG, the thing with him is just his minutes. It kills me to see a guy that you pretty much know is going to be uh, jogging off the field in the 60th minute, and you're stuck with, you know, the whatever, eight, nine, ten points he's given you. Mm-hmm. And that just seems to be the case with him. He's got the talent, and he can be a, a big, uh, you know, a big fantasy play on any given day. But it just seems like lately the the minutes limit is kind of a a downside for him. And really, all their wingers, since they have so many like talented midfielders, a lot of their wingers are a risk to come off at at sixty minutes. But yeah, right now MPG is like kind of the first one they look to, so. It's tough. I mean, Quintero, I think, is another guy we've seen come off early uh, a good many times this season. Yeah, it's a good point. So, yeah, it's it's going to be tough, but Dallas doesn't have the greatest defense lately. Mm-hmm. It's good now that Hedges is back, but they, they could allow a goal or two. I just, Wando did not look good last week. I'm I'm kind of the first to defend Wando almost all the time, but I don't know. I might have to see it from him again before I, I buy in it. $8,500. Yeah, that's a that's a pricey one. Yeah, um, it might be worth a, a two-game GPP play. Because you know if they, you know, he's he's prime for a PK or something like that. So 
everybody's a everybody's a two game slate GPP. <laughs> it's true. This is true. But Wanda's uh, one of those guys that we've seen lighted up like that before. So, all right. Well, let's go to the other game, which uh, two weeks ago you would have been thinking was extremely one sided, but. Orlando City is going to be without Kaká, and they fired their coach last night. So does that change your thought on how to attack this game? Do you feel a little bit better about Houston, or is, did you have any hesitation on Houston before this, J.D., or were you, st- were you pretty pro-Orlando side? Before they fired their coach? Yeah. Um, I, and I think Kaká I st- possibly playing. Right. I think I still would have been about even on this game because, like I said, Orlando – excuse me. Orlando looked like probably the worst team last week, um, whether it's because FC Dallas was so good or Orlando is terrible. I'm I'm not 100% sure, but I don't think Orlando's looked very strong in a, at least a couple matches. Um, Houston, on the other hand, since Coyle left, they've looked a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So – I, I don't know. I see this game I uh, can go either way. Houston lost Lionel Miranda. I guess they couldn't come to an agreement with him over uh, his contract after the loan was up. Yep. So he's back to uh, the name is escaping me. But I, I don't know. Christian Maidana, like everyone saw the free kick last week, so maybe they're going to be on him. But I don't really think he has been playing very well this season. Um, that was also a little bit of a revenge game. Um a little bit. This, a lot of bit, I guess, <laughs> yeah. But Andrew Wenger didn't have, like, a huge match. That no. should have been a big revenge game for him. Yeah. Uh, he only played six minutes, so. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's This is a tough one to call. I think I'm just going to grab attacking pieces from both because there's probably going to be enough goals to go around. Neither defense is really good. That's how I was thinking. Uh, Skylar, do you prefer Kyle Lahren or Giles Barnes? Probably Giles Barnes, just a little bit more. Um, or I actually, Bill Bruin. Yeah, yeah, maybe uh, give Bruin another nod if he's if he gets a start. He's been racking up some goals here lately, hasn't he? I was actually going to go with the ultimate Skylar question of who do you prefer, Will Bruin or Wondolowski? <laughs> uh, I don't a- know about goals. It looks like he has one. Maybe he scored in the U.S. Open Cup, huh? Yeah, possibly, but I actually, uh, when you guys are talking about the game, and <clears throat> JD, you mentioned you think there's going to be a lot of goals in this one, I actually was, um, when I was looking at the goalkeepers earlier, I like Tyler Derrick for, uh, you know, 3,800, cheapest keeper on the slate, not knowing kind of how Orlando City is going to look with a, a new coach in there um, without Kaká, I mean, of course, they've had to play with Kaká several times this season, but... I'd be willing to um, to use Derek on this slate and save some money at, at goalkeeper. Hmm. Hmm. Um, JD, you wrote about Jaleel Anibaba last week. I think it was last week. And he had uh, a fairly uh, productive game, I'd say. I think he, uh, did he reach, no, nine crosses he ended up sending in and the clean sheet they got against Philly. So uh, pretty good outcome. Do you like him uh, again on the road? And if so, do you like him more than guys like um, Breck Shea or any? I mean, it doesn't seem like we have a huge number of of attacking options from defenders other than uh, Annie Bob. And I guess Demarcus Beasley, if you wanted to go that route. 
Yeah, that's that's a tough call. I think I think I definitely would prefer Breck Shea, and I actually think I'd rather have Demarcus Beasley. Oh, okay. Yeah, in this one, he took he you know he took over the captain's armband, and he's been playing pretty well. Um, maybe Annie Baba isn't getting all those crosses numbers on the road against a team with pretty quick wingers, so he might have to focus a little more defensively. And Beasley just finds more ways to get points than yeah. Annie Baba does. So that's that's kind of my thinking. Um, and Beasley has been getting a little bit more involved offensively. I mean, he's kind of a winger by trade, left back now that he's old. So <laughs> uh, he still has the skill. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, I kind of like Beasley getting forward and gets like maybe a kind of a stunned Orlando team. Hmm. Okay. Scott, are there any defenders that you really like to look? I would assume that with Kaká out, then – Maybe Kevin Molino moves into the number ten, and does Shea move up so that Luke Bowden can come in? Or yeah, I think so. I think uh, Shea's probably going to be playing a more advanced role, which he I think he did uh, against Dallas as well. And he just hasn't really been doing it from a fantasy perspective, but we all know that he's got the the potential, and that's kind of what I keep hanging on to with him, especially on a two-game slate, like. Just looking at the defender pool, it looks pretty rough. So I'd be willing to give Shea another shot. Um, and then Kellen Costa has been doing really well too. So um, they're all all three of those guys that we named uh, JD with, with Beasley and and me Shea and Acosta. I mean, those are the highest priced players for a reason. Mm-hmm. So I think on a two game slate, you'll be able to play them if you want to. Um, so, Maybe Hollingshead will finally play. Yeah, I don't know what's up with him, if he's dealing with an injury or something. I um, think I've written him up like two or three times, and he hasn't played. Yeah, it's been it's weird. <laughs> I think the last time he played was the um, the game I was at in Dallas when he scored against Houston in that slash right, fest. Yeah. So why so... did you decide to bench him? Weren't you GM that day? <laughs> that was, that's right. Undefeated in my two games as FC Dallas GM. <laughs> Did you guys realize Giles Barnes is a midfielder now? I don't know if that's always been the case. I haven't been playing for several weeks, but um, that might just... have been uh, the switch when they went to Copa America. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, that's I'm true. not positive, but yeah, that's interesting. There was somebody you know, else that I saw. I can't remember who it is now, but I'm sure we'll we'll get to them at some point because I, I think they have mixed around a few guys. Yeah, I have a brief question, Skyler. When okay. you're GM for the day and somebody else also wins. The contestant is there. Are they also the GM for a day? What, like if there's simultaneous contests going? Like simultaneous winners or something, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how that would work. I'd assume that, yeah, we'd just both be given the co-GM badge. Oh, gotcha. and you realize you're, out. Pro- you're probably like fifth on the list all time for FC Dallas general <laughs> managers, like in games managed. Yeah, that's pretty, uh, that's, a, that's a fun fact there. <laughs> I'll keep that one in my back pocket for, for a resume booster. We'll have to up, update Wikipedia soon. I was going to say I'll update Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, that's the Friday slate. Play the, Mario Diaz. The, uh, <laughs> the, the advice of it's fine to play him on a two-game slate doesn't help because it's an FMLS decision for me. That's what bothers me about it. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, have them have them locked and loaded, but just make sure you've got somebody to float in just in case. 
Yeah. <laughs> right. That's the thing, though. Is if Great. It's Twenty minutes, then there you go. Yeah, that'll be yeah. the case. It'll be the twenty minutes with nothing off the bench. Yeah. Also, one more quick word, Skyler. Enjoy these Will Bruin starts while they last, because uh, Cuba Torres is gonna boot him out of there after the Olympics. I was gonna say, but he's got a month to do it because yeah. there were more than that, really. Right? It's Bruin Swan Song. Uh, yeah, it is what it is. All right, let's go to Saturday. Uh, we have it, the main slate is a seven or is a five game, excuse me. Um, but there's also a six game slate that includes the Sounders Galaxy game that kicks off at noon local time for the Sounders, which seems like a very MLS thing to do to have a noon start. They did that with uh, the New York City FC Red Bulls game last weekend, which. You know what's really annoying? A lot of these noon starts are like West Coast, so I I don't know. It's kind of strange. Like West Coast is usually the latest right. group of games, and I think a couple times lately, the earliest game on a Saturday has been the West Coast games. Hmm. So that's got to be like an EPL style start for those guys out <laughs> there, like waking up and eating breakfast, watching <laughs> their team play. The thing that bothered me last week that I was complaining about was that the uh, kickoff for the Red Bulls uh, NYCFC game was 12 like 28 and so they didn't come out with lineups until like 1140 and lineup lock was at noon uh, Eastern time so like we're it was getting to the point where I was like I wonder if we're actually going to see these lineups before lineup lock because they don't really uh, they're not really on clock the clockwork like the Premier League teams are right at 60 minutes but Anyway, I'll c yeah, stop complaining about that. DraftKings needs to start locking the lineups when the actual kickoff happens. Right, right. That's what I I imagine. That's some sort of tech nightmare. But yeah, that's the thing though, is because over over in uh, England, then you know, as soon as the lineups locked and the first kicks going off right at that right. same time, so it's like, are they yeah, going to make an exception for MLS or international? Yeah, the annoying thing is the MLS game times are like listed literally when the TV broadcast starts. Exactly. So people right. are got to watch Taylor Twelman for an hour. Yeah, they're like <laughs> tricked into tuning in. It's so stupid, mm -hmm. and I, I can't imagine that it doesn't alienate some viewers. Oh, I know it does. I've seen people rant on Twitter, pretty much every time it happens. Mm -hmm. Ugh. All right. Um, let's talk about this Sounders Galaxy game. Uh, Robbie Keane uh, looked pretty good in his return from the Euros. Steven Gerrard actually looks pretty good. Um, yeah, but his two assists were just bleh. They were like, but aren't they classic Gerrard assists? Like, isn't that what he does? I mean, one was literally just a pass to Keane, and then Keane <laughs> just hit a great shot, and the other one was a corner. Yeah. So, like, it's great that he's in the position to get those points moving forward, but I don't know that he would, like, lit it up or anything. Like, they were kind of just... They happened. Mm -hmm. I don't think he actually like created any great play that that made them happen. I, so I mean, he's not as bad as I was saying, and a lot of people were saying earlier in the year. He's kind of gotten a little bit better as it's gone along, but uh, I wouldn't fill up the bandwagon based on this last match. Yeah, the uh, I kind of have started equating him to Tony Cruz for Germany, at least in that. Like, he's the guy on set pieces and corners, but, like, he's not going to do anything else. Like, he's not going to take a lot of shots. Um, he's not going to send was, in 14 yeah. crosses. Like, that's not his game either. 
pretty sure every cross he had was from a corner kick. Right, right. Um, and his shot was like so slow and pathetic looking. It, <laughs> right. The keeper like literally wasn't scared at all. <laughs> it was off net too, by the way. Right, I was gonna say it's never on target either. So, uh, Clint Dempsey is ba- supposed to be back. Um, so Jordan Morris is playing really well. How do you see this game playing out? I mean, it's a pretty, pretty big matchup for MLS purposes. Yeah, like a couple years ago, we were we'd get super excited about this matchup. It was like the two premier teams in the yeah. league, and now, I don't know, I it could go either way. I think LA is probably going to have a little less motivation for this one on the road in Seattle. Uh, you know, Bruce Arena just. It's not like he's firing his team up before a, a meaningless road game in June, July. Yeah, July. July, sorry. Um, I don't know. And Seattle needs to get on the board. So, I mean, maybe maybe L.A. will take it as like a, here we have to kick Seattle while they're down. But I think Seattle probably have have a little more in this. But you, Skyler? I'm uh, not really one way or another either. I'm, uh, I could – I'm – Feeling maybe a draw. Um, I know that's not what uh, what you're looking for there. It's no fun, but I don't know. Fantasy-wise, I mean, I don't see a lot of guys, you know, if you're playing that full game slate, i just not really knowing which way the game's going to go. I'm not really sure I'd invest too heavily in this one. Mm-hmm. I'd feel okay about Robbie Keane at 10,100. It's a lot, but I mean, Seattle's defense hasn't been very good. So mm-hmm. that's a uh, you're getting probably one of the better goal scorers in the league for uh, a fair price, and it's Are probably you... not a guy that everyone's going to jump on because they're going to want some of the other options. So I don't, yeah, I kind of like Keen this week. Yeah, I like Keen all right, but if you're playing Giovinco, which I guess we'll get to in a little bit, I think you've got to have Giovinco this week. It's going to be tough to play Keen and Giovinco in the same lineup. It can happen. I mean, I'm sure it's doable if you get creative, but Giovinco is my. Well, Mark Bloom is starting. Oh, I was gonna say, <laughs> I was gonna bring him up, but yes, you beat me to it. Thank you to everybody on Twitter who uh, gave me a little shout out for Mark Bloom playing. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed that. Did he line up? Did he line up as a midfielder too, or was I looking at the lineups wrong? Uh, I don't really know, to be honest. I don't think so, but uh, that would knows? be crazy. I, he did have a cross, I noticed. I don't know. And where, big red scored where so. it came from. But uh, speaking of the galaxy, there was a uh, Dos Santos was one of the guys whose position changed. He's back to being a midfielder, which I, I didn't know makes... he was ever a forward. Oh, I thought he was a forward for a bit. No, in in f- season long, he's a forward. I don't I thought he think... was on DraftKings. No. I could be wrong. I don't think so, though. Oh, okay. Fair enough. It's probably a flip-flop back and forth. I think he's, from some of our rankings, I think I do remember him being a a midfielder because I I think I remember being uh, somewhat surprised to see him listed there, but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'll take it. Oh, well. All right. Yeah, speaking of Gerard's assist, uh, Jeff Lorenowitz, his header should have been called a foul because he blatantly shoved off on the guy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But if he's playing twenty nine hundred for a defender, come on, that's a great deal. Yeah, I assume he plays right because. Uh, yeah, De Young's out, so he'll probably play defensive mid. Right, right. 
I don't think he's going to be on penalty kick duty like he was in Chicago because good luck getting Robbie Keane to give up penalties. Right. Or Dos Santos or whoever. Or Gerard or, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was yeah, trying to latch on to him when Keane was gone because thinking, having that mindset, like if Keane's out, he's going to take PKs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Lorenowitz has taken him in the past, but it wasn't to be. He did not have any opportunities, so. And then of course he scores a goal when Keane's back. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love it. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to the to the bigger slate or the yeah the bigger slate. We've got uh, Philly home against DC, Toronto home against Chicago, New England home against Columbus, which uh, we're trying to pretend is a revenge game. Uh, Vancouver. Pretend it's a revenge game. Well, we'll get to that one. We'll get to that one. Vancouver home against Colorado, and RSL home against Montreal. Um, let's go to Toronto first, since we had already spoken about Javinko and um, Mark Bloom. Mark Bloom. Um, so, Skyler, you think Javinko is a must-play this weekend? Uh, the home against Chicago is usually a good call for home, you know, for uh, playing anybody, but uh, it doesn't seem like like Toronto is playing that well. I mean, Michael Bradley's out. Will Johnson's out. Josie's still out. I mean, it's um, it's Javinko and a bunch of guys that most people probably haven't heard of, it seems, except for Mark Bloom, of course. That doesn't worry you at all? No, not at all. I actually think he's going to be, uh, you know, he's, what, six, six goals without a game or without a goal? Six um, games without a goal. Yes. So that's just don't cra- say it. Are you going to say that he's due? It's just crazy talk. I mean, he's uh, one of the best goal scorers that we've seen in MLS, and six games without a goal is is too long. So if anybody was due, it's uh, it's <laughs> Giovinco. Um, but no, it's it's everything's kind of lining up for him. It's the fire coming to town, and I actually think Toronto. Being without so many pieces feeds into to his upside. I mean, he's uh, pretty much all they've got. So I guess unless you're looking at Hamilton, who's stepped in and kind of helped, uh, you know, carry the burden of scoring a little bit. I think he's had two goals in his past two games. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is Giovinco is going to score this game. It's just a matter of how many. Wow. Um, and it's going to be one of those games. If you don't have them in your lineup, then you're not going to win anything. I mean, that's, I don't know how else to say it. Like, this is prime opportunity for Giovinco to bounce back. Man, I really disagree. I just, Giovinco's going to be fine. He could get 15 to 20 points, but for 12,500, that's not making value. I, I'm not convinced he's going to have some sort of huge game with all these nobodies around him. Chicago tends to, you know, especially on the road, really pack it in, play like five defenders and another defensive midfielder. Um, And I'm not positive they can stop Javinko. That would be crazy to say. But I don't think this is an exceptionally good week for him. I think it's just a a regular Javinko week. So if that means you always play him, then play him. But if... If you sometimes steer away from him, I think you need to still consider it this week. Do we agree that David Akam is the next best option? In this game? In this game, yeah. Yes. Yeah, in this game, then he is. He had a week two points last game, so 
that's going to steer some people off of him. And his uh, peripheral stats haven't been um, as inflated as they as it seemed like they were last season. He seems like he, if he doesn't score a goal or have an assist, then you're looking at a pretty low total for what you're paying. So I'm kind of that's one player that you know jumping back into the mix. I might be a little bit more cautious with than I usually am. Well, I was also looking at John Goosens, who seems to have taken over corners for Chicago. He scored last weekend. Um, is it possible he's a better option than Akam? I don't think he's a better option than Akam, but he's had about three or four good games in a row. Yeah. Like, like impressive, real life, you watch him, he kind of jumps off the pitch kind of games. Yeah, he's taken, you know, multiple shots, and, you know, if he's taking corners, that gives him a – you know, at least let's call it three or four crosses. He had eight last week, so. And Toronto's midfield is just a, a quagmire. Yeah. They don't have Bradley. They don't have Will Johnson. Uh, I guess Benoit Sheru is going to be back in, but. Yeah, I like Goosens for the price. I mean, he in preseason he impressed me. I was he was on my radar uh, at the beginning of the season, and I guess I think he went down injured early on and missed pretty good bit of time there so um yeah he's popped back in into the mix and um 5800 bucks yeah he might be worth Mm -hmm. looking at in that price range yeah he's um he's kind of a little cheaper than like a christian bolaños who i think has higher upside but if you're saving you know 600 bucks that might get you another a better player elsewhere but um Let's go to Philly and D.C. Uh, D.C. United traded for Lloyd Sam today, which looked like a pretty looks like a pretty big deal, uh, at least for them because they're getting him. Do you think would you guys start him right away if he started this weekend at Philly? I don't think they're going to, but I would probably consider starting him if I were their coach. Although I say that now, and he's probably not going to accumulate points this week. Yeah, he probably won't be eligible. I don't uh, think he's he's not even. Oh, he's not even in the player pool. pool. Yeah, yeah, so we don't have to worry about that. All right, forget that. But it um, could affect everybody around him. True. How does uh make you feel about some like who do you guys like in this game? Is a Spindola. Um, is a Spindola the best option here? Is it still? It can't be Alberge, is it? Alberge. I think it's Alberge. Alberge. I is I don't Barnetta? really know. Why? Wait. Why isn't it Alberge? Oh, I don't know. I just, I was just asking. I think it's Bill Hamid or uh, Andre Blake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All right. That's a great answer. That's like a last lately. That's a last season answer for me, especially since both these teams are garbage. <laughs> but uh, Philadelphia, I guess, is pretending to be good this year, so we have to think about them. Um. I don't know who I like the most. Probably a Spindola. Alberge is a close second. Uh, Pontius revenge game you're looking at. Uh, I still right. think Lu- Luciano Acosta continues to look decent. It's just if he can gain some chemistry with whoever plays up top. Um, Sabarillo is a nice cheap forward that uh, I think could get some goals here. Nope. Yeah, I'd probably roll Alberge out again with... Uh... Only being forty eight hundred. Um, what about Barnetta? Yeah, Barnetta. I was looking at, at him too, and he's uh, a couple thousand more than Alberg. 
but it feels like they, I mean, Barnett is still taking the set pieces, but if they get a PK, then Alberge is taking it. So I'm back and forth on those two, but if it comes down to it, I'd probably lean Alberge just on the price alone. Are we sure he's taking it? It wasn't just that he took it last time because he was on a hat trick? I think he's taken like two in a row now. He, oh, okay. he took a U.S. Open Cup one too, I think. Okay. Yeah, he's um, taken two or three. Yeah, I'm off of Barnetta. Someone else can play him. <laughs> Why don't you like him? Just because you still just don't like Philly? No, I just think that I I liked Barnetta a lot earlier this year. I think I probably recommended him at least a half dozen times, but just 7,000 is a lot for a guy that is sharing the playmaker responsibilities. And unless it's a free kick, like, have we really seen him be that dangerous uh, in terms of goal scoring? Hmm. Yeah, he's not really a goal scorer. And yeah. At that price, you're wanting both the set piece duty and the, the goals to come along with it. And yeah, I'm glad. Like he's got that. I'm glad this is the first game on the slate because Sapong is probably back and Sebastian Latou is supposedly also going to be available. So who knows how they line up? If they have. Sapong, Latou, Barnetta, Pontius, uh, Alberge, Elsinio, who knows? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, Let's get Taylor Kemp some action in this one, though. I think he's a, a good pick that not a lot of people will have. Uh, he's certainly expensive. Why do you like him? Because I just don't think Philadelphia is that threatening on the wing, especially if uh, Latou starts. I mean... Same with Barnetta. If he starts on the wing, those that's not like a lot of speed that's going to pin back the D.C. United fullbacks. Mm-hmm. So if D.C. United want to get up the field, I think they definitely can. And, uh, I mean, Kemp, Kemp plays some great crosses in and it takes some corners. Uh, so, yeah, I like that one. Philly center backs aren't very big. Well, Josh Yarrow, I think, got a red card. Yeah, so. Yarrow's out. Okay, never mind. He's the smallest, so maybe they're bigger than usual. <laughs> uh, Trebet will be in there. Yep. Yeah. I'll note that Hamid, I think, is the second cheapest starting keeper. Hamid is so good. That's absurd that he's uh, the second cheapest starting keeper. I mean, I'm pretty sure. Cheapest. I'm pretty sure my grandma knows Bill Hamid's name now because we were <laughs> we were down in the kitchen and I was listening. Or I was watching the highlights over again from DC RSL, mm-hmm. and um, I mean, like almost every highlight from that game is the announcer yelling "Bill Hamid" because he made a huge save. <laughs> so she, I, she either subconsciously or consciously now knows that name. Nice. I mean, he's he was unbelievable. Uh, RSL probably need to start finishing some of their chances, but. Pretty much no doubt in my mind, Bill Hamid's easily the best goal goalie in the MLS right now. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, let's move on to the revenge game. The only reason why I didn't want to call this like a full revenge game is that it, it's in New England. So, uh, like, I feel like the the true Kamar, Kai Kamara revenge game is going to be the one at in Columbus. But and either way, when, when Federico Iguain is back, right, right. So. Either way, we've got uh, the crew visiting the Revs. The, we have no idea who's going to be in net after uh, Shuttlesworth and Knighton have been kind of flip-flopping. Do either of you like the Revs goalie? Um, I believe I said last week how much uh, I thought Columbus was awful, and then um, 
they scored twice, if not three yeah, times. Yeah, they lost three to two. Yeah, three two. So, um, do you think? I mean, Skyler, you were quite confident about Kamara last week, particularly mm-hmm. yesterday. Um, do you? St- I mean, you're obviously full blown on him get, uh, again this weekend. Are you captaining in in FMLS? It's between him or Giovinco for me right now. It's probably going to be Giovinco, but he's a close second, and he's. He is the guy besides, uh, you talked about Keen earlier, J.D. I'd, I'd probably look to Kamara before I'd uh, throw Keen in on the road at Seattle. I'd look at Kamara in this spot. I mean, there's not much else to say other than, you know, if anybody's kept up with how everything went down in Columbus, um, you know, Kamara's had this game circled since he uh, moved to, or, to uh, New England. So it, it's... You know, it's one of those games for him where he's going to be the guy that they're trying to feed and he's going to be trying to score at every opportunity. I mean, hopefully, you know, players are trying to do that anyway, but he's got a little bit more motivation this game. And uh, I really like the play a lot. You're talking about goalkeepers, too. Um, and it's going to be night in goal because Shuttleworth got that late red card. Oh, for that's the, right. That's right. The denial of go- obvious Dogso. goal scoring at Dogso. There you go. So Knighton's uh, a little bit cheaper too. He's forty four hundred. Um, not a terrible play. Interestingly uh, enough, Knighton could have got a dog so red card uh, his last start mm-hmm. when he took down Piotti in the yep. box. Yeah, oh, yeah. So I like that both those guys a lot this game. Um, Kamara's How about up there? Yeah, I I tend to agree with you, but devil's advocate is this going to make Kai Kamara insanely over owned? Like, he has not been good lately except for one game. I don't I know, mean, man. I mean, it's a good uh, that's a good thought, but I just don't know how many. I, I know several guys that we, you know, have banter with on Twitter and stuff keep up with the league, but it seems like there's still um, that many more that just play MLS and don't really, I don't know, maybe I'm just making this up, but it just seems like some guys don't have that kind of insight as to, to what Kamara's looking at in this spot i mean i don't know how you can how can you play fantasy mls and not know that kai kamara this is the big revenge game maybe (laughs) maybe you're right but i i'm torn because last week i also was a huge fan of picking up kai kamara in fmls and i believe andrew's words to both of us were have fun with that (laughs) Um, which we did yes and uh i mean i really picked him up because i saw this matchup coming but like I said, playing devil's advocate, Ola Kamara could easily be the better value. That was my and next question. Columbus are probably just as motivated as Kai Kamara because he was being such a diva. Now he's gone, and they want to show that they can play without him. So I don't know. I see Columbus stepping up in this one too. Uh, Ola Kamara's looked pretty good. So it really could go good. either way. New England is honestly right now – they are right there with Chicago for the worst team in Major League Soccer. Yeah, their defense is rough, man. It's uh, yeah, yeah well, it's gonna open up some chances for Ola. Ola has so. seven goals in his last five games. <laughs> what about the? Uh, what if we go brothers Kamara and just throw, go all in on Kamara? <laughs> then you can even throw oh, a Kamara yeah. in there. <laughs> Be careful on which Kamara you click on if you're if you do want to go with a Kamara. <laughs> that's right. That's. That'll confuse people. They'll see the Columbus Kamara. Um, I uh, I don't believe that's how you pronounce DC United's Al Haji. I believe it's Camera. Oh, 
just to oh, disappoint well. you guys. It's still spelled the same, so if you're, <laughs> for confusion purposes, it's in there right. if you start no. typing Kamara in. Yeah, I, definitely true. They need to play him more. He uh, probably is their best forward. Yeah. I was going to say, I think Javinko is the reason why Kam- Kai Kamara won't be that heavily owned. Because getting both of those guys in really makes it tough everywhere everywhere else, even with Mark Bloom. Um, but <laughs> yeah, you're the, right. But the Sebastian Javinko Ola Kamara combination is very easy. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's gonna be a there's some fun plays on this slate. I'm I'm kind of uh, excited to get back at it this weekend. To follow up or to add on to my Mauro Diaz rant, the one guy that I am gonna be done with is Lee Wynn. Um, particularly him last time that was the one you were done with before Diaz yeah somehow I got back on Lee Wynn and I think I did it because when Tierney was out and he started going on the set pieces it was like okay I can see like where he'll make an impact Tierney seems to have taken those back which leaves me with Lee Wynn you know with one shot and one foul drawn a game um, uh, yeah, but Lee Wynn earlier this season had a goal and an assist in three straight games. I, I think Tierney missed them all, though. Yeah, but I mean, the, just because Tierney's missing doesn't make Lee Wynn suddenly a bad player. I mean, a goal... It's, you don't a, get it's a quite goal, a coincidence. You That's don't get a saying. goal and an assist just because <laughs> somebody's missing a game. Yeah, who's going to take a P, Who's going to take the PK when New England gets one? I mean, that's this... gonna be a that's gonna be an interesting talking point because you know that was how yeah, the falling sent Kamara happened. out, right? And Wynn's been on PKs, so that'll be funny. I kind of right. hope they get a PK. Let It'll me see a, let me see a sample size bigger than like three games. <laughs> <laughs> well, that I could say the same. I'd like to see Lee Wynn be better than just three games. He is. I mean, he. It's not like that's his only production. I'm just you're quitting a guy that yeah. is very recently shown flashes of being good and i think that what's magnifying our disappointment is we a lot of people captained him in season long for this double game week and they were his two worst games in a long time well maybe not a long time but it probably two of his worst games this season yeah um so i don't know i remember days uh last year last season when you quit him multiple times you're back, I think it's so. the I think it's the silver hair. He's only started doing bad since he dyed his hair, whatever I'm, it is on top of his head. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to defend Lee Wynn nearly as much as Mario Diaz, so you can quit him if you want. Uh, I guess I'm I'm more. The difference is I'm I'm disappointed with Lee Wynn's production, and the Diaz thing is more. He's great when he plays, but he just doesn't always play. Like right. at least yeah. Lee Wynn always plays, but that almost makes it worse. Because then I'm <laughs> that, like, oh well, then I'll play him and. That definitely makes it worse. Yeah. 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 I mean, Lee Wynn is a is a tough guy to buy for eighty four hundred. Um, it's kind of a each week we need to consider if we're gonna let him back into our lives. Right. Um, for DraftKings, I will not let him back in. What do you Ever? guys think about? No, to this week. What do you guys uh, okay. think about Chris Tierney though? Did you say you were quitting Chris Tierney last week? Did I say that last week? <laughs> Maybe it's. I, I think you were a little down on him. Maybe you weren't quitting him, but um, you were disappointed that he wasn't getting many crosses. Uh, I was like that, and then he has like twenty-five in his last two games, <laughs> or twenty-four, excuse me. So, um, for some reason, I'm perfectly content with Tierney's free, you know, taking the free kicks for New England, but not Lee Wynn. Um, Tierney played a nice 
ball that uh, Kamara headed in last week. I mean, Tierney's corner kicks are a thing of beauty. He had a great cross uh, on Wednesday night that Teal Bunbury knocked right into the ground and went 10 feet over the net, <laughs> wide open net, and uh, he wasn't even close. But anyway. I, I did see you. I think you tweeted about that. I, I sent a picture. I put, posted the picture of the mess. But all right, let's all move, right, on. move on. We're getting too stuck on Lee Wynn. We next up have Colorado at Vancouver. The Skyler is being robbed. <laughs> I'm guessing it's the dog. Yeah, sorry guys. No worries. Sorry. That was that was the dog. I'm I'm okay over here. I was concerned <laughs> for your safety. <laughs> no, I'm I'm all good. Um Yeah, so Vancouver. Um Who's the best fantasy option from the Whitecaps right now? Kakuda Mane. Wow. Yeah. If he's back in the lineup, I'm not sure what the little blip was, why he missed out, but um, all reports are saying that he's going to be back. So, yeah, he's definitely the best fantasy option there. Are there reports that he's definitely back? Like the ones that I saw was were that he was basically heading out, and that's why they didn't play him. I don't know if they're like definite, but I've, I've seen a couple pretty positive ones, and I've seen some. You never know what to believe, but I've seen some stuff like maybe that he was fasting or something like that. So it might have been a personal thing that, okay. um, you know, due to a, a religious holiday, so yeah. he wanted to. Um, the coach might might have been respecting that, and also you know, keeping in mind that a player on no food might not be uh, right. as energetic. So. I don't know. I've, I've read a couple of reports that say, yeah, that he's going to be involved this next game. So if he is, then yeah, he's definitely been uh, one of the best options coming out of Vancouver lately. Okay. Um, who do you guys like in the midfield then? It, I mean, it basically, if you want exposure to the Whitecaps midfield, you're essentially deciding between Christians, Takara, and Bolaños, right? Yeah, and maybe Pedro Morales if you think they're going to get a PK. Right. That's pretty much the only way you'd really take it. He did have six shots last game, which is uh-huh. a lot for him. Yeah. Uh, I like Bolaños more than Takara lately. Mm-hmm. I like Takara more as a player overall, but I Bolaños' game is just really well suited to MLS. Yep. Yeah, I'm on the Bolaños bandwagon as well, and he's been... Uh, playing more frequently, frequently too. To Kara has been uh, coming off the bench, and Bolaños has been over at the set pieces. So, and he's cheaper. So yeah, it's uh, a few easy. reasons to like him. Yeah. If anyone's curious, Kakuta Mane uh, is fasting for Ramadan, I believe. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, it it usually kind of starts in early July and concludes in early August. I I think don't quote me, but uh, I had to look it up because I was curious after Skyler <laughs> said that. Okay. Okay. It it also has happened in prior years. Gotcha. Yep. And I think players I'm... have played through that too. So it's certainly something that I think. Uh, I don't know if it's something that'll hinder a player for the entire stretch, but. I guess it's something that has to be considered. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, is there, or who are the guys on the Colorado side do you like? Gashi seems to come back like he never left. Um, 
is he like do you guys like him enough to play him on the road at Vancouver? Yes, I do. I think Vancouver's uh defense is uh to where gosh he can exploit him and he's priced to where I'd you know if you're playing Giovinco, then you're going to need a forward. Maybe a little cheaper than Gashi, but I think you could probably squeeze a guy like Gashi in, and I just I like that combo. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm probably staying away from Gashi this week. I just it's on the road, and I think Vancouver are better defensively than they've been playing. Uh, I Kendall Waston may be receiving some disciplinary action. I haven't really looked into it too much, but he could have got thrown out of the last game as well as Nigel Dion. It seems like we've been saying this like every week. Like he had that red card after the whistle. Yeah, I remember uh, that one. Was that before? Yeah, that was before Copa. So yeah. even more reason to play Gashi then. I don't know. <laughs> I just... I'm not completely sold on Colorado being like an offensive juggernaut on the road. Which, but I guess that's the thing this year. I I don't know. What are your thoughts on Jermaine Jones? I'm kind of a little little cold on Jermaine Jones too. Yeah, he's just. I'd rather pay up an extra. I, I guess now it's probably like thirteen hundred to get to a midfielder like I'm, I'd really be looking at, like in the seven thousand range. Yeah, I think with these kind of rosters, you find one or two values, and you don't need anyone like really in the middle like Jermaine Jones. His upside just is not... I mean, I guess he has some upside, but it's not consistently where I would want it to be. Right. I feel like you're just hoping with Jermaine Jones. Yeah, I feel like his numbers were a little inflated when he first... uh you know, came over to the Rapids, and yeah, he's yeah, been he... playing a little bit more of an attacking role, but he's scored a couple of goals out of the gate, and I think everybody expects that from him every game, but it's still Jermaine Jones. Yeah, it's not his game. <laughs> it's still um, Jermaine Jones. That's the best way you could put it. Yeah, he's more of a just, uh, I Disruptor. mean, he's built, yeah, he's built as more of a destroyer type of midfielder, and what's funny to me now that I'm looking at his game log, he had uh, two fouls committed last game and six fouls drawn. As usually, usually seems like it's the other way around with that guy, yeah. but um, that's interesting. How does he draw that many fouls in a game? I actually, that thought crossed my mind. I don't know when it was. It was within the last month or so, and I was just watching, and it's like he plays so hard and kind of it looks like he's fouling the guy, but then they kind of come back to try and get the ball off him or, you know, it's two guys going at it, and he draws fouls so often, it seems like to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he also he's he's pretty smart and he gets his body in the way and just falls on the ball all the time. I know a lot of soccer players do that, but he seems to do it a little more than others. Hmm. Okay. But he's he's about due for a red card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. More due for a red card than a goal. Yeah, John Goosens is only a hundred more, and I'd probably prefer him. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we've got Javinko breakout game. Due for a breakout game, and we've got Jermaine Jones due for a red card. <laughs> you can be due for a red card because that's that's like scientifically, you know, you've got some pent up rage right. they need to let out. Yeah, yeah, like I, a, like Aurelian Collin was due for a yellow card a couple weeks ago, and of course it turned into a red. So red, that's yeah. the guy that you can predict is going to get a card. He's due for a yellow card every game. Yeah, every time he steps on the field, he's due. Same with Blas Perez. Ugh. Ugh. Um. 
All right, let's move on to RSL hosting Montreal. Game uh, of the week. Didier Drogba will not play. Um, and the guy that jumped out at me uh, when I was kind of going through, because I was essentially, you know, if you want exposure to the RSL uh, attack, uh, the guy I originally go to, or I first go to is Jao Plata, who I have on my FMLS team. I looked at him. He's been okay. Um, Burrito Martinez has been okay. But Yoramov Sissian has been awesome lately. Um, he had nine shots in the last game. He has three goals and an assist in his last four. Uh, and he's cheap. And he's cheap. He's the cheapest of the bunch. Um, I had Javinko as my first pick building my DraftKings lineup, and Mav Sissian was second after seeing what he's done in this matchup. Like, any reason for me not to feel this confidently about him? Yeah, because Burrito's better. And Burrito is not as reliant on a defense being terrible. Like, the people aren't going to give him up sissy in nine shots every game. <laughs> uh, I, I think Burrito has looked really good this season. He's coming into the season more and more. Um, it looks like he has three goals in his last four games as well. Um, so I really like Burrito. I think he had a great goal last week against D.C., and I think he's going to keep it up. Okay. Yeah, it's it's really pick your poison with those two. They're both um, really kind of coming into their own in the Salt Lake attack, which has been, you know, it's been the past several years. Yeah, the past several years they've been kind of, um, there hasn't been really any kind of go-to. And, you know, Mob Sissian, it's interesting with him because I think he's taken – some PKs, and I hate to always resort to the PKs, but if it's down to like me choosing between two guys at the similar price point, then that's one of the factors that I, I think of is who's taking penalties if they get one. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it'll keep up because there's several guys that are capable. There's Plata, there's uh, Javi Mo, so I don't know. But, yeah, I'd say Martinez is probably like a safer play maybe, but Mavsissian's he's hot right now so it's hard to ignore him especially at 6100 mm-hmm. he might be a good one to throw in at that utility slot you know with Giovinco and another forward um, no yeah I would never throw him up sissy in the utility spot because he's not I mean he's kind of the dart throw you want to put in the forward spot but that utility spot I think 90% of the time needs to be for a, a higher floor and a high ceiling type of midfielder or forward yeah that's more strategy, but I I see your point. I mean, Mavsissian is just a a great GPP play this week because yeah, if you're going for that late game hammer though, then yeah. that's where I like the uh, the utility effect that he might bring. Ah, gotcha. I don't care when his game is. <laughs> I mean, there's no shot. There's no chance that he doesn't start, right? I mean, if he's fit, he's starting. He's played almost every minute this yeah. season, so probably yeah. I. When I said RSL's offense has been disappointing lately, I mean, I mean recently, not recent seasons, but they've been creating a ton of chances. They just need to start finishing, and I don't know who that's going to be. I mean, we're kind of, yeah, we're kind of sleeping on Plata out of the three because he's still awesome too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got the ability to explode out of all three of them. He's yeah. definitely, uh, definitely a price here. You're going to have to pay up, but he's got the capability too. Seems he's splitting set pieces now with. Morales too, which 
As well he should be. I mean, yeah. Javier Morales is one of the best set-piece takers uh, Major League Soccer has seen yeah. for the last half decade. Yeah, on the other side, uh, we've spoken a couple times on this podcast about how much better uh, Ignacio Piatti is without Drogba. And with Drogba out, are you guys thinking that he's a decent player or is at RSL kind of one that you avoid? I would not avoid at RSL. Okay. They're they're not that great on defense. Um, Piotti is awesome. Yeah. Piotti was probably one of the best three players last week overall. I'd say you have to put Bill Hamid up there and I, I don't know who else. Probably Mauro Diaz, I guess. Diaz, Piotti, Hamid would be my three best players last week. So... Uh, Piotti's way up on my list. I can't believe he's only 7,900. Yeah, six goals in six games. Um, for a midfielder, I mean, come on. Yeah, for a midfielder. If you don't want Piotti, but you want the exposure, how was, do you think Michael Salazar has another uh, brace in him? <laughs> Maybe. Those were two good goals. They were like, uh, you know, he did not look out of place. He didn't look like a rookie. Uh, he knows how to get into the right spots. So Salazar is going to find some of my lineups at 3,900. Yeah. You can yeah. have a lot of fun with him in there at 3,900. Yeah. Yeah. That's another one. If you're, if you're wanting that late game hammer, so to speak, then, uh, I think he's going to start again since Drogba's out. So, um, if you're building a lineup and you're, you're trying to squeeze the Giovinco Kamara at forward, then you might have to throw a guy like Salazar in there. You're gonna have to explain this late game hammer to me. <laughs> so you're, uh, you know, you're kind of lingering around top ten or something, and you want to have probably. I mean, yeah, there's a difference between like a cash game utility slot where you where you do want that more reliable, say, midfielder on set pieces. But if you're, uh, you know, you're still working on your lineup throughout the day, and you're you kind of find yourself in a spot where you need to catch up some then there's some value to be had in just sticking the most like potent player or highest upside, so to speak, player in there. And uh seems like Moff Sissian's one of those guys where like going into the last game, like you're thinking about who can have a who could spring for a hat trick or something, and then I'd say that he's probably one of those guys. So that's that's your late game hammer right there. Somebody gotcha. that somebody that can help you jump multiple spots that All right. you know, several other guys might not be considering. I guess my issue is with the fact that you, we're prioritizing them because they're in the late game. Whereas I've, I'm not going to care where they are as long as I think they're the best play. But I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's just part of the, I guess it's just part of the uh, it feels better strategy. It feels better mentally when you're going into the last game with a late game hammer. Yes, that's right. Late game hammer is meant for a tournament mostly, not not necessarily cash. So I think when you were you were uh, questioning the Mopsisian play, then you were you might have thinking more like a cash lineup. But yeah, any cash lineup, then I'm definitely playing it a little bit safer and uh, putting my best foot forward there. We got to look into some sort of sponsorship from Stanley or Dewalt <laughs> here for the late game hammer <laughs> pick of the week. Um. <laughs> All right, that's that's the Saturday slate. We've got a two-game Sunday slate. Uh, DraftKings doesn't have a, their prices out yet for the Sunday slate, so we're just going to wing it. Uh, we've got the Red Bulls home against the Timbers and Sporting Kansas City home against New York City FC. 
uh, I would assume that we see some pretty significant uh, roster line or turnover for uh, NYCFC since it's their third game in uh, nine days, I think. So if that's the case, do you guys go heavy on Sporting KC just because, um, you know, if New York City FC puts out kind of a weaker lineup, it's not like they're, despite being first in the East, they're not a dominant team. Uh, particularly on the road, so um, I'm I'm never going to go heavy on Sporting KC this entire season. Okay, uh, even on this two game slate where they probably have the best looking matchup, it's just not an offense that I I want to trust my bank account with. Skyler, do you go any deeper than Jimmy Madronda? Yeah, I'd actually uh, probably stack KC in this game. Oh. Um, Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it feels like they've got several viable options to stack with. When, when you're talking Madronda, Failhaber, Zussi looked really good when he uh, came back, scored his first goal of the season this past weekend. Um, Zussi looked better in that one game than he looked in all the other ones combined this season. Yeah, and he's saying, uh, you know, Copa America, the stint with the U.S. is really kind of like, fueled the fire for him so hopefully that's the case and we'll we'll continue to see him produce but yeah i, I like well, that's uh, pathetic <laughs> <laughs> why do you need Copa america to make you play well i mean you're playing against the likes of Lionel messi out there then you know you see a guy like that uh hit a free kick it looked like he was trying to replicate it when he rattled his shot off the crossbar if anybody was watching that game mm-hmm. well i'm glad getting stomped all over has motivated graham zussi <laughs> to actually be a useful mls player yeah and they're without dwyer this weekend too so um zussi will probably be playing higher up the field again and i wonder if brad davis is gonna get um thrown into the mix at some point and get a little bit more run so if he gets a start, then I'd probably play him too. Give me some Diego Rubio. I was just about to say, is Rubio going to start for Dwyer, you I, think? I hope so. He should be starting every game. Instead of Peterson? I mean, they should not be playing a 4-3-3 with their poor personnel. Yeah. So the biggest question here, J.D., is are you going to play Madronda on a two-game slate? <laughs> tasty matchup. I mean, it seems like you've been on the fade Jimmy train. What's up, man? I, I might play Madronda this weekend. There we go. I don't know. Coming around on him. Just took a depleted New York City FC on the road. Right. I mean, could I? if I'm ever going to play Madronda, it has to be this weekend. Like, you're not going to find too much of a better matchup. Can you yeah, believe just... that NYCFC is first in the Eastern Conference and they have a negative goal differential? It's all at home. That's what we were yeah. saying. The stat that just... I threw you guys was that New York City FC is have given up more goals at home than every other team in the league has on the road except two. I mean, that's nuts. It's wild. But they're on the road now. Oh, so we're good. Yeah, I don't know. Might be a Madronda shutdown game. Yeah. Nothing's better better than Andrea Pirlo on third game in nine days. (laughs) There's no way he plays. No way. (laughs) And Lampard. I wouldn't be surprised if Lampard played because – He's back, baby. Yeah, he only he's only played four games this year, so I realized it was injury, but yeah, I bet Matarita didn't play last weekend, so I bet he could play. Skyler, are you playing Jimmy Madronda over Jack Harrison? Um, yes. In a nutshell, if you have to pick one or the other. 
Yeah, just because Madronda's still priced pretty cheap. I know Harrison's super cheap, but Madronda's uh Madronda was fifty seven hundred last week. That's kinda pricey, I think. He's fifty one hundred and uh he hasn't really jumped much at all. No. Oh, he and was fifty one hundred last weekend? Yeah. Yeah, right. I've got the box score pulled or the one of the contests pulled up here and he was fifty one hundred and he's only jumped it looks like uh let's see. 200 bucks in the past like four games and in those games he's had 16 13 15 and 16 points it's just so crazy to me that people are still fading him when he's putting out that kind of production at that price and this two game slate without valeri you pretty much just have sasha kledgedon if you wanted to spend up like the well don't SKC count valeri guys aren't out. that much valeri might play that's true i don't yeah it's who knows? It depends if you want any Timbers on the road. They're a pretty heavy underdog. And, uh, I mean, you're going to have to trust Nagby or Fernando Adi, I guess. And that's a tough tough call to make. The Red Bulls, um, I think, are missing both starting center backs, though. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, Adi, Fernando, Adi with Fernando Connor Adi Wade in the middle. Yeah, he's gonna. If it, there's no way they can play Connor Lane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Fernando do they really have starting center backs? They're gonna start Zubar and Zizo. Sheesh. Is Gideon Ba definitely out? I think he's doubtful. Doubtful. They need him to play. Yeah, but even I if mean, he, I mean, would you play a banged up <laughs> Gideon Ba? Yeah, yeah because they've got a rookie too that could jump in. I forget his Bilyeu, name right now. right? Justin Billu. Yeah, that's a, if that's how you pronounce it. Fernando Adi literally could just walk straight, and he could walk over top of Connor Lee. Like Connor <laughs> Lee could just pass between his standing legs. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not as hesitant on Adi at least. Yeah. Nagby. So if you play him, then what do you? Do you have to play David Villa probably? Don't you think? We haven't even touched on that. Hmm. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. Another one seeing uh, Ola Kamara handle Sporting KC, then yeah, I'd be I'd be down for throwing V up in the mix again. Yeah, I mean Ola Kamara just he could have had a hat trick again David against Sporting v is KC, the... and they were down a man. Yeah, David V is the best forward in the league so far this year. Yeah. Yeah. All right. BWP anyone? Yeah. Yeah. Probably tournament that's... style. Yeah, that's why it's. It's kind of a these two game slates sometimes turn into the opposite of what we usually do, where we stack midfielders, elite midfielders. This is kind of a go for the forwards, take the cheap mids. Kind it feels of like last season. I feel like that's what we were doing, trying to get as many forwards in as we could. Yeah. Well, last season was kind of Kamara and Javinko, and maybe you needed both. Right. Every right. week, which was really strange, but yeah, I'm a question has not been good. So. No. Yeah, I guess Verone, if he plays, and Jack Harrison, and if you're so inclined, Jimmy Madronda. Or Alex Mule. Is it Mule? Yeah, Mule. 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 Question actually had uh, he had nine points last game, which, yeah, it's not good, but he had a couple of shots, ten crosses, so, you know, somebody BWP gets on the end of one of those, and all of a sudden he's on his usual 15, 16 Yeah, but he was points. playing NYCFC. That's not even a real defense. What do you mean? That's Three true. straight shutouts at yeah, Seattle, well, the Red Bulls. 
think everybody was spoiled with his two assists he had last time against them, so he yeah, was yeah. definitely a disappointer. Don't uh, don't make me pull out the sample size card again. <laughs> three straight shutouts. <laughs> they might not get three shutouts for the rest of the season. That's possible. That's possible. What do you? I think you owe Frederic Briant an apology. I think I do. <laughs> I think I do. And I also uh, owe Jason Hernandez one after he started it right back against, uh, or maybe he was on. I think he was on the right side against the Red Bulls, and there they go, shut him out again. Yeah, he didn't start for I think like pretty much the first time when he was healthy. Yeah. Last night. Yep. But then he came on at halftime or something, right? Uh, yeah, he came on. It was rather soon after halftime, if it wasn't at halftime, since they had the lead already. But yeah, um, I don't know. And Iriola even looks pretty good in that defensive midfield role. And Bravo is probably back soon. Who I thought looked really good in the defensive midfield role. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I mean NYC are they're formidable, but uh, they need to probably sign one more defender this transfer window. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. They'll just get. Vincent Company from Man City now that he's done. <laughs> um, all right. I think that's uh, the whole weekend. I think we went a little long, but um, we're back to almost full slates now, so there's no reason to, to go short. Uh, guys, thanks for doing that, everybody. Feel free to check in next week for the uh, DeWalt Hammer Play of the Day or whatever we're going to – we'll have to work on the name for Late that one. Late Game Hammer. Late Game Hammer, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I love it. All right, guys. Thank you, and uh, good luck this weekend. Good luck, guys. Good luck, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. They're going to kill the love of my life. If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide. In theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13.